Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, just like the Bahamas, huh? How beautiful is this, man? How about those? Jeez. Gotta love it. You guys went out, you put on, you dominate. You dominate a really good football team. And we earned it. We talk about an opportunity, you guys earned up, and then you came and showed what Texan style football looks like. Give it up to everybody in this room. First seven seed in the history of the NFL to win a playoff game. Yeah. Dude, how electric was it out there? It's everything you dream of and then more. All right, that's outstanding work. I got two game balls. Okay, I'll, I'll just say it like this. All right? Hey, you're good enough for Detroit. Yeah. Well, again, we should also be so mistreated by our employers that they give us 60 million guaranteed a year or two before they decide to move us elsewhere. But it did work out yes, for Jared Goff in the end. It worked out for a the Lions payback. in the end. You know, the post game. Yeah. We show it every week. It almost seems like they're more excited during the regular season than the playoffs, and I think they're guarded during the playoffs because they know. Yes, let's not empty the look, tank yeah, here. Right, right. And let, let's let's yeah, and let's. There's more we've cameras more. in the locker right, room. True. Let's not let's yeah. not give them bulletin board yeah. material right off the bat. Yeah. Right, and I think there's also the 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 weeks daunting during the playoffs. Right, we know the grind for the coaches. It, it even is like the most grinding job for five or six months of the year when it goes playoffs. They do have an ability to where it's it's borderline. They're sleeping there, right? So where I think that's also like, damn, you know, we won today. I got a few hours here, and now it's like it's right back to work. And, and you know, they know they can't celebrate too long with, with the nature of this business. Best example of that, the Green Bay Packers, their reward for going to Dallas. And we'll talk about that game in yeah. full detail coming up. But they go to Dallas. They become the first seventh seed. And it sounds dramatic to say in the history of the, the NFL. first one ever. It's, they've been doing it for four years. But in the still. fourth year. <laughs> <laughs> but they go there and win. Yeah. And guess what you get to do now? Yeah. You get to fly home. Yeah. And with one fewer day than you ordinarily would get, you get to go 
all the way to California, play the 49ers, who had the week off. They're already nine-point favorites. And, hey, the way they played yesterday, yeah, Packers, scary. Packers came on strong, and Packers took it to the Cowboys. We'll be talking about that later. But, really, we got to start with... The weekend itself was good, right? Well, the I mean, whole excited, weekend. Excited I mean, about two, today, right? Two? Well, and well, I mean, we had three two, double headers, two upsets in Texas. Yes, right, right. And and like, you know, ugly for the home, yeah, like, not for the home team, for the favorite. Yeah, Texans right. for the home team. Forty-five points scored by the Texans against the favorite Browns, best yeah. defense in the NFL until yeah, Saturday. Right. Right. Forty-eight yeah. points allowed by the Cowboys in the other game. Just incredible to see that happen. And yeah, we get the Martin Luther King Day double header. I almost feel like all the great innovations for the they NFL happened by accident. They here, may right? have discovered I I think plutonium by accident right. because I kind of like two and two and two, not two, three, one. Right. There's a symmetry to it. There is. And if three it lands, and one day is a lot for some people. Anyways. That's right. You're going from yeah. You're going. I'm you're sitting here for twelve hours, hours yeah. and just going to watch football. I think this does break it up. The, and if it lands on MLK the day. three day weekend. Right. It, it makes sense. It really makes sense. And it makes sense this year because of a horrible snowstorm in Buffalo. And it's, it was so funny to hear all the people, oh, they're, it's soft. Oh, why would you? Hey, we, why do you want to play in the elements and I then not first, play in listen, the elements? Listen, I'll raise my hand. At first, I was that yeah. guy, too. I was like, are they kidding me? Yeah. I mean, come on. And then I saw this, the forecast. When we the saw the video. Little, I was like, okay, you can't even do anything <laughs> in that. <laughs> yeah. I stationed Zebra <laughs> right. from from Buffalo on Saturday night. And even yesterday when they showed what it would have looked like during the game if right. they had stayed at 1 o'clock on Sunday, they made the right call. Yes, they did. So we get two games today. 4.30 p.m. Eastern is Steelers at Bills, Chris, and then the scheduled Original Monday, Monday night, night game, game between right. the Eagles and the Buccaneers. But – but yeah, it, it made it it made it different. You know, you get a curveball yeah. that kind of gives us a little time to breathe on Sunday after digesting two games Saturday. And I think that's the thing the NFL has to think about for fans. Yeah. You you tie people up for seven hours Saturday and then you come back around for eleven hours the next day, it's hard for people to set aside that much time Agreed. to watch football. Agreed. So maybe there is some wisdom to two, two and two. Maybe I, that's something they're going to be I thinking like about it. going forward. Yeah. I the numbers will drive it. If it gets a huge number right. in the four thirty window on this holiday Monday, then they'll say, Well, hell yeah, yeah we wish we would have thought of this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, I and, and you know, back to the Buffalo thing. I mean, again, yeah, I'm old school. And when I first saw you write the article, I think Thursday or Friday about what you know, maybe they should think about canceling the game or. Whatever. I didn't say that. Well, I don't. Know, I just said. Or, I know. I said. I just said they got to keep an eye on the game it. or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh gosh, yeah. I God, I hope they don't do that. Well, Jeez, I, they should be playing in the elements. So I was one of those old, you know, get off my lawn yeah. type of things. And then no, this was one that was the smart decision for everybody. The balance is public safety versus playing a game in the elements that feels like old school football that is fun to watch on TV. And when it gets to the point where it's not safe for people to get in their car and drive, it's not safe for people to be out in this, it's not safe for the first responders who would have to go drag someone's car out of a ditch, that's the stuff that people don't think about. When you start putting out people in elements they shouldn't be in and stuff happens, they need to be rescued by people who shouldn't be out there either. Yeah, and it just becomes a cascading for, effect. Yeah, then you need people to rescue the life. rescuers. And then right. you got to rescue the people who are rescuing the rescuers, all because somebody was out there who shouldn't have been out there. Yeah. So they make the decision. Nobody goes out anywhere. Now, they did have an exception last night for the people who need to go to the stadium and dig out 
all the snow. So they, it was a limited exception to the travel to ban. And start helping. Yeah, out, because right? it's a yeah. now they're saying it's a public safety issue because they have to dig out the stadium. They're going to have issues at the stadium. So, you know, they can. They, there's a little flexibility in this, but the bottom line is, they moved it a day. It's still a challenge to get it in today, but it's today. They made it clear yesterday it's not moving. And it's that balance of public safety and, yeah. you know, let's go out and play in the elements. And somebody made the point over the weekend, well, you know, why didn't they build a dome there then? They still wouldn't have been able to play yesterday with a dome. You still can't get to the stadium. Yeah, right, right. The only thing the dome does is it eliminates the need to bring in 200 people to shovel right. all the all the snow inside. You still got to get people in a position where they can get there. Yeah. But dome doesn't sit, dome doesn't right. allow it to happen if there's a travel ban because people shouldn't be and can't be out on the road. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. They did the right thing, the NFL, and and thank God that it, it landed on where yeah it was MLK Monday. It's, it is a holiday, and it, it hopefully it'll all work out. It's, it should have a great look on TV. I mean, snow, of course, on the side of the field, but it, up in the Northeast here, as, as you know today, it is cold as hell here today. I mean, it's 20 degrees, and I think it's going to be like that here for the next few days. So uh, it should look like good old-school playoff football, nonetheless, for all of us old-schoolers out there. It was 55 degrees when I woke up here on Saturday, right? and it's it just, just been down, down, down. It just started to go drop uh, big time, yeah. So – on the other thing, too, I mean, think about when it's going to start. That late afternoon, it's going to be daylight, That's going I mean. into dusk, yeah, exactly. and the lights are going to come yeah, on. It's right. going to feel like a big deal, and it yeah. will be a big deal. Steelers get a chance to be the second seventh seed in the 100-plus year history of <laughs> the, the history. NFL to shock the world and beat the Buffalo Bills. We'll be talking about that later on, but let's, let's get to what Detroit has been waiting for for 32 years. And the thing that made me laugh the most last night, the concept that no one has ever been able to text someone congratulations on winning a Lions playoff game because <laughs> in 1991, there were no text messages. Cell phones were still in their infancy and only like the really rich I people never had that, that big giant right, brick right. phone. It's but the first time the text, the SMS yeah. had a deal with the Lions. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. A playoffs. crush of Lions. I think Tarico <laughs> mentioned that near the end of the game last night. So, uh, Look, we were talking about this before the show. We had kind of overlooked the Rams all year, yeah. as had many others. Right. This felt like another year to pay the bill from the F them picks mindset to win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. The idea of them getting to the playoffs this year was unthinkable entering the season. Right. And then they beat the Seahawks to start the season. Well, that's just that's just yeah, it's a, that's a blip. That's yeah. a fluke. And then they were they were struggling for a while, but they start to get it going, and they really got something in Puka Nakua, the fifth-round rookie from Brigham Young, who could be offensive rookie of the year, although I think we saw the offensive rookie of the year on Saturday. We'll talk about that game, too. Matthew Stafford staying healthy most of the year. Cooper Cup getting healthy. Aaron Donald still with gas in the tank. Some young defensive players after they trade Jalen Ramsey and kind of put Raheem Morris in a position where he's got one hand tied behind his back. The defense came on. Yeah. They were playing better down the stretch than the Lions. And, you know, maybe the Lions were saving a little something for that first home playoff game. And you underestimate the importance of the crowd support. Dan Campbell, the coach of the team, talked about that a lot. But it becomes a magical, special night. And they still only won by one point and could have lost. But that crowd and that vibe and that feeling and that urgency to get a playoff win for the first time in 32 years 
helped carry the day. And they needed it because without that, they very well might have lost. Again, it was a one-point victory. The Rams covered. You and I both took the Rams, and we were right. The Rams covered. Yeah, well, it was a great game. I think that's where you start, right? You, you kind of. It was one of those games where as soon as you turned on the TV, you heard the crowd noise, you went, wow, this sounds even a little more extra juice in the stands and the crowds than even your normal playoff game where we can always kind of feel that buzz. But like yesterday, you were like, whoa. I mean, as soon as we came on air and showed some shots and we heard the crowd noise, you went, whoa, they are amped up and ready to go. I mean, the scene set with Stafford running onto the field, being booed, and they love them really, but they love their Lions a lot more. And then, of course, chanting Jared Goff as he's warming up. I mean, that was really cool. So I'm very happy for the Detroit Lions and their, their fans and everything. It's, it's been a long time coming. And how can you not say positive things about Dan Campbell and everything he's turned around there, right? But it was an awesome football game. It really was. I mean, it, talk about a tale of two halves. I mean, the first half, it was literally like, I, I mean, you, you, you heard me in the viewing room. I was going, man, the Rams, they got to do something different. I mean, the, the Detroit's just going to move the ball up and down the field on them. They're doing whatever they wanted. Run the ball, pass the ball. It didn't matter. They could do it all, right? And, of course, the Rams weren't far behind that. They were moving the ball as well, but not to the same capacity. Second half starts, we got a totally different football game. And, you know, I really kind of felt like, the Rams outplayed Detroit in the second half, you know, had maybe more control of the football game, certainly controlled the clock. You know, they outgained Detroit by almost 100 yards total. But I think the big thing was, like, we always kind of hit on to a degree situational football. And the fact that the Lions scored three touchdowns and one field goal, and the, you know, the, the Rams had a set settle for two touchdowns and three field goals. That was the difference in the game. They got deep inside Detroit's red zone, right, three different times, and they said, nope, you're not getting the touchdown. We're going to hold you to a field goal. And, uh, of course, those were huge moments of the football game that the Rams you know, lost some opportunities there to control it a little bit. Well, and then having to burn a couple of timeouts yeah, on, offense on offense in right. the second half left the Rams. Kyron Williams getting hurt. Yeah, in a hurt. position where they just right. couldn't they – couldn't stop the clock and they couldn't stop the Lions when they needed to to get the ball back and a chance to win the game. It was a very close game. It was a very exciting game. We're going to Detroit this weekend. Sources close to me tell me. It's awesome. For the game on Sunday, the divisional game. Coverage begins at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's good. It's going to be cold, but we will be inside either way. But it'll be cold outside. It'll be cold getting there, but that's fine. It's going to be cold where we live anyway. We're going to be in the cold anyway. But indoors, Ford Field. I've never been to Ford Field. I've been to Detroit just to the airport. Right. I've never actually been to cool Detroit. Stadium. Looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, you'll like it. That scene last night was awesome. Right. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Eminem, all they these all others. Came out. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, great. No, I'm sure they'll be back this week because look, I don't care who they play. They're the going to be favored. Show in town, right? They're going to be favored. Definitely. They're, they're sitting pretty right they're now. They're going to be favored by five or six. Right. There's Ryan Day. There's Eminem. I mean, oh, Eminem. Your buddy. He does, he's got that black dye. He's got out. the he's Ryan Day black dye in the beard. Come on, Eminem. Hey, but you know what? When you're Eminem, you can do bodyguard. You can do too. That guy. You can do whatever. You can do whatever. You want? I love Eminem. Yeah, I, I, I hope we see him. I, I, you know, I probably won't. They probably won't talk to us. He'll know me, but you, he won't yeah, know yeah, you. He won't know me. <laughs> but He's I know him. Know I've been listening to. He's I might, he might know, know you. Just let that go. He'll call like, you oh, Phil. Yeah, know Maybe he will know yeah, you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Phil, good to meet you. I'm Chris. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Thanks. Nice to meet you. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I've got, uh, I, I, I know lyrics. I, 
I know some Eminem. Well, yeah. Well, it, it, that he he brought rap to the whole white people crowd. That's so. That's that's how you know. I've got right? the Sugar Hill Gang original. <laughs> okay, vinyl, okay, so okay. On. OG. I don't okay. know who you think you're dealing with you. here. I don't know. Now that you just you, you made me perk up yeah. a little bit hip, there. Hop to the hippie to the hippie to the hip hip hop. You don't stop rocking to the out. I forget the rest. All right, but I'd remember it if I had time to think about it. Okay, so. Let's uh, let's hear from Dan Campbell okay. talking about the Jared Goff performance. Twenty two of twenty seven for two seventy seven and a touchdown last night. Here's Campbell. Thought he played uh, top notch football. You know, he, he probably had two errors and everything else was. I thought he was on point. He looked loose. He looked relaxed. I thought he threw the ball with conviction. Uh, was strong in the pocket. Got us in the in the right play. And he felt that way all week. He just was locked in all week, you know, and he's really been that way for six weeks now, like where you really felt like whew, he's uh, he's really honed in here. So just really proud of him, you know, and what he means to us and his play today. And, and I bring it back again. He's one of the reasons that we won this division, and he's another reason why we just won our first playoff game here in 30 years. So um, what a stud. Almost it was surreal, you know. It was it was something that you kind of imagined for so long. Um, it, from the moment I got here, you imagined getting that playoff win and, and having type of, this type of atmosphere in front of our home crowd and um, being able to sit on the ball like that and, and finish it out. And uh, yeah, it kind of all hit me there. And um, to be honest with you, I didn't know it was over once we got the first down and until they sent in the personnel, and it kind of all hit me at once. But um, yeah, kind of had to subdue a lot of emotions this week and um, was able to kind of. Enjoy that moment. There was some stuff that Emin Ross St. Brown said last week that kind of hinted that Goff, Goff was doing his best to, to manage, to manage it and right. not say the wrong things. Right. But, I mean, think about it. At the end of the day, they threw him out. And they had to attach a first-round draft pick to Jared Goff to get the Lions to take him. And, I mean, let's not do too much of a victory out here like they found. Like, they they knew that they were absorbing a contract that was not a great contract. And they made it work. We thought it was going to be two years, and then they'd move on. Well, they're into year three now, and here they are in the playoffs, winning a game on the brink of the NFC Championship. They went there in 1991, lost to Washington. That's the last time both Washington and Detroit have been to the NFC Championship when they played each other in 1991. And I, I think, you know, we, we talked last week, like if the Eagles know they're going to San Francisco, I'm less inclined to think they're going to win tonight. Right, right. I think there's benefit in the Lions finding out just before the game, hey, we don't have to go back to Dallas. Yeah, we're going to They kind of wanted to, yeah. but you want a home game. 100%. You, that you takes just over. punch a ticket, punch a ticket, and oh, you're in the NFC Championship. That gives you extra juice. Like, I guarantee as they were, you know, getting dressed for that football game, they're hearing the score of the other game, and they're going, what? Right? You know, you're starting to put your pads on. Hey, I'm going to go out for the early warm-up, maybe with my spandex on and my shorts and all that. Oh, man, we, what, you kidding me? The Green Bay's up nothing? like this, yeah. right? We got a chance. We win tonight. We're going to have another game here, right? And and so, yeah, that does add some extra juice to their football team. Certainly, I think that gives them a, a little extra incentive. And then, hey, back to Jared Goff. I mean, Goff, uh, how could you not be, you know, admire the guy, be proud of the guy? 
Yeah, I mean, it, that was a blow. That's a blow to any quarterback, anybody's ego. I don't care who you are. Hey, we did some good things here with the Rams. We went to the Super Bowl. You don't want me anymore? You're just going to trade me out the door just like that? In fact, you're going to give away stuff to trade me? I mean, in NFL world, that's as disrespectful as it gets. So that's why, you know, last night in the pregame show, I was like, man, Jared Goff's the one that's going to be – it's just personal to him. This was personal. Matthew Stafford had nothing to be mad about. He he didn't want to be a part of Detroit anymore. And won a, a Super run. Bowl. Right. And won a Super Bowl right. first year. And he went to L.A. right the first year and was like, hey, I took yeah. that guy's job and made us better. And, hey, so everything's good for him. He's not mad at the Rams or the Lions. Jared Goff's sitting there going, wait, I'm an L.A. kid. I was the number one pick, and that team screwed me over. And then, of course, they won a Super Bowl without me with the guy that's, you know, the old quarterback of this team. So the physical, not only, you know, the physical remake of him and the aggressive throws and some of the things that the reason the Rams got rid of him was because he couldn't make big-time aggressive throws in big moments, a la the Super Bowl wide-open post for touchdowns. Exactly. I mean, that was kind of a microcosm of why they got rid of him there. And Detroit, and this is where, you know, Dan Campbell's attitude and having an ex-quarterback and Mark Brunel work with golf, they, you know, like we talked about, retooled, rewired the robot and got him confidence again and play a game that fits him along with that. And he's, you know, taken advantage of that opportunity and, and made a lot of big throws, especially early in the game. To come out that way and kind of the Rams were wobbly there for a little bit. If it ain't for Matthew Stafford of that offense kind of holding them in there in the first half, you're going, oh, no, they're in deep trouble here, the Rams. Uh, but really, I, I do really feel good for Jared Goff. What a great story. And it goes right along in lines with, with the Lions and everything that they're doing, too. Right, but you crank it up a notch this week. Yeah, it's going to be a And they should game. be able to win. They should. I suspect you and I will both be picking them. I have a feeling that when it's time for all of us to make our picks on Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, it's going to be clean sweep it's, lines. It's hard to pick right now the Bucks or the Eagles over the Detroit Lions. I mean, I, I think I, I don't think I'm crazy to say this. I mean, I certainly felt a lot more comfortable about the Rams being a better quality team right now than the Eagles or the Buccaneers. They might have got they, that might have been out of the two games. Yeah, last night was the toughest matchup, yeah. right? So, and tough matchup in the sense of um uh, we always talk about, yeah, the Lions were better all year in totality, but when it's a matchup league and it was a one-point squeaker last night, right, that was, I mean, they won by the skin of their teeth. They got problems on the pass defense, right? And then, we, of course, we know the Rams and their ability to throw the ball. Okay, so that, you know, even the tables a little bit there with, with the, uh, the, the overall aspect of the football teams, and that's why the Rams matched up and had a chance to win the football game. I don't think the Bucks or the Eagles quite have the offense the Rams do. You know, Anna, Anna McVay with a playoff Super Bowl background of I can game plan for any big moment, right? So, yeah, if you're the Lions, the Lions fans, you're feeling pretty damn good sitting yeah. there right now. But- Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And look, it, it's it's a day to celebrate. Yeah. But there's a road left to go. There and is. at some point, Goff's going to have to make big throw, big spot, yeah. game on the line. Yeah. That's why the Lions decided, or the Rams, excuse me, decided to move on. And we'll see if he can do it in San Francisco. Yeah. Lions at 49ers. Sure. sure. My God. And hey, maybe they get lucky and the Packers go out there and win. I, For as good as the 49ers are, I kind of think Packers Lions would be one hell of an oh, it would NFC be. championship. It would be. Hey, there's the, 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 you know either way, both teams are scary. The Lions are scary in the fact that their style of football translates to playoff football. When you got a big old line like that, you can run the ball. It gives them different avenues, different ways to attack teams. Right? Uh, there's the uh, you know whether it's the 49ers and they have to play with them they're going to have to defend that run and we know it's a special play action pass game off that and the other thing too is the fact that their D line can stop the run and one of the better units in football with that too to where you know it'll allow Aaron Glenn to play with the back end a little bit and you know we'll see where it goes we we know that the 49ers are in a class of their own in the NFC. And it's going to take a special effort by whoever it is, uh, that something we haven't seen from one of these teams, I think, to, to overcome the 49ers. And I think the Lions have some of those aspects to pull that type well, of upset off. And the Packers, and we're going to talk about that game next, but to do what they did to Dallas gives them a shot of oh, pure concentrated confidence. They're right now, right. And, I don't and they got too nothing to lose. Yeah, right, but, right, but yeah. the, the 49ers are going to have their hands full on Saturday yes. with the Packers. Yeah. And they better be ready because they could get caught flat-footed as we have seen sure. top seeds do. Sure. One more thing about the Lions. Yeah. I want to give a little credit to a guy who stays in the background who I think is as responsible for the resurgence of this franchise as anyone. And he's not looking for credit. He doesn't want credit. He's going to get credit. Chris Spielman. Sheila Fordhamp brought him in entrusted a lot of stuff to him. He he does whatever they need him to do, but he's one of the reasons, one of the big reasons they hired Dan Campbell. I remember when Dan Campbell was hired and I asked his brother Rick Spielman, who was the Vikings GM at the time, do the Vikings get a dispensation on the kneecap biting since you guys are brothers? <laughs> right. And he said when his wife saw the Dan Campbell press conference, her first reaction was, that's the guy Chris would hire. That's the only guy Chris would hire. So there's that toughness. We talk about how the Dolphins are lacking in that department. The Lions aren't. Not at all. And that's the thing that could be the difference maker as they go. Yeah, they got playoff grit. And we see where yeah, they go. They're not afraid of the situation and going, hey, wait, it's all in. We're going all in on this moment, whatever it is. And that's why they've gotten where they have. And it's where Dan Campbell changed the whole mindset of the organization aggressive, we're going to pedal to the metal, we're going to keep the pressure on you, our offense is special, our defense is not, 
And because of that, they're they're ultra aggressive on the offensive side of the ball. And that's they play through that group there. We're gonna control the ball, we're gonna put points on the board, and we're gonna make you, our opponent in the defense, you know, have to go all in to stop us and, and we're gonna make your offense, of course, have to keep pace with us. And that's kind of the beauty of the Lions right now. And, you know, last night that was the cool thing of the football game is we saw a second-half adjustment where the Rams figured out how to kind of slow down the run and stop the play-action pass, and Detroit's offense couldn't get it going. And you were going, wow, this is pretty incredible. You know, I was going, they they couldn't stop anything in the first half, and here they are, it's Detroit, it's three plays and out. It's after the first drive, I know they got the field goal. After that, it was four plays and out, and I'm going, wow, the Rams kind of figured this out a little bit. I'll be interested to see what they did on the back end. And then as we were sitting there watching, you're just going, I mean, Detroit still can't stop the Rams. The Rams, it felt like they unlocked something, too, to where you're going, well, every time he throws the ball, it's 15, 20 yards. They're going up and down the field. But as I said to start, and as you know and everybody knows, they got down there close to the 10, 12-yard line, and now the field shrinks, and they have a good run defense, and now the Rams and the great passing offense, they can't spread the field out and spread some of these Detroit Lions zones out because the field shrunk because you're at the 8- or 9-yard line. And it became hard for the Rams to jam the ball in the end zone there and get that touchdown. And that's where, you know, I certainly thought they blew their opportunities to win the football game. He had a Cooper Cup on the first field goal drive. He should have hit him. He missed the throw. That should have been a touchdown. The other times it was the Lions playing really good defense and giving them issues. You mentioned stopping the run during yeah. the broadcast last night. They explained that the defense last year for the Lions was so bad, they decided this offseason they got to get good at something. got to be good so at one thing. let's get good at stopping the run. That's right. And that's where it pays off when you get down into the red zone and everything crunches together if you take away the run it's harder to pass because you don't have to worry about anybody getting behind oh, exactly you exactly right and right and it, the, the windows are smaller exactly and you turn touchdowns into field goals that's how you we saw the Patriots win a, a lot of point. games a lot of years with like average defenses right we know they had some years with great defenses but they had a lot of years where they went to AFC championship game and still the Super Bowls with that formula right there we're a 15th-ranked defense in football, but we're a top two or three scoring defense because, yeah, you move the ball between the 20s on us, but we don't let you in the end zone. And then Tommy gets the ball, and we score a touchdown, and it's 7-3, and then it's 14-6, and so on. And Detroit has a little bit of that magic there, certainly. Uh, and it, it's, it's impressive to see. But, hey, the other thing, too, we talked about golf. We talked about the Lions. We do need to talk about Matthew Stafford and the Rams a That's little bit. That's where we're going. Okay, cool. That's the next cool. topic. All right. I wasn't well, sure. Well, and the one thing that I want to start with on Matthew Stafford because we were doing the video that looked back at the weekend, and at one point I looked up and saw the TV screen, and I saw Matthew Stafford flat on his back with his eyes rolled up in his head, and I thought, he's done for the game. Yeah. He didn't miss a play. Yeah. Now, we need to show that play because, you know, we... we there was a few late hits and things that went on, I thought, that were, you know, Detroit hitting the Rams, and they didn't get called a few times, where I thought, oh, oh wow. You know, I thought the the refs favored Detroit a little bit throughout the matchup. That well, play right there, like I was kind of shocked. Like I'm going, that's a hundred out of a hundred, like roughing the pass. When in doubt, right? When in I doubt, mean, he got a forearm to the head. You know, kind of late after the snap, after the throw there. That was a little surprising, certainly, in a big moment. And, and of course, that could have been, you know, uh, penalty first down and maybe possibly a touchdown, and there ended up is. just being a field goal. 
oh man, he got crushed. Yeah. And then, yes, he's down. And he didn't quite. Somebody was explaining to me last night that maybe he went to the fencing posture. Not I don't quite, think not so. quite. Yeah. But the arms were up, but it wasn't the same. I think thing. it was and more like, holy shit, but he I got, got blasted. Hit hard there. He got right. blasted. And yeah. his, you hit your head on the turf. That's yeah. the Tua thing from last year. And that, that surface is, is not as forgiving as grass would be. But yeah, that's the double whammy. That should have been roughing the passer. We have seen. Far, Far less. less than that called. And I think if they had thrown a flag there, nobody would have complained about I don't, that. I, honestly, I honestly, let's, let's play that replay again if you can, guys. I mean, I, I honestly remember watching it live, and I was kind of doing my podcast at the time. I thought Aiden Hutchinson was almost borderline late hitting him. It was throw, extra step, hit him, then the other guy. So I was like, oh, here comes the flag. And then, of course, nothing happened, and, and so be it. And listen, I'm, I'm in favor of... You know, the opposite of when in doubt, whip it out. I'm a, let's let them play. It's football. It's physical. But it's I'm in favor of consistency. But I, the consistency does drive me us crazy. And we said I, I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't right. know. I don't know who the referee was in that game. But shame on you for not seeing that. I mean, he got blasted in the head. That's exactly what they don't well, want I think that's home field. players that, to do. That's where the home field advantage comes in. I, it's the referee. Downgrade. Well, whoever it was. Detroit, I don't know who it was. It. Downgrade. Downgrade. I put him in the Brad I Allen trash bin. I guts to throw the flag here yeah. in this situation well, with shame this crowd on him. there. That's a, that's a no-brainer. That's something that if anybody would have complained about it, we'd say, get the hell out of here. That's exactly what they don't want doing. You don't want some 250, 300-pound guy coming in and blasting the quarterback in the head as he's falling down. That's exactly what they don't want. Yeah, I, so, I was surprised, too. Just the um, way the rule, the, the league has been lately and how they protect the quarterbacks, that was surprising. And the whole thing with the concussion protocol, look, we know it's not perfect, and I'm not going to allow them to gaslight me into never talking about it again because that's a temptation. We saw it with T.J. Watt, which was laughable when you think about it. The Thursday night game, he takes Ezekiel Elliott's knee to the face. He, he's they, they never check him for a concussion. They're checking his jaw. They're looking inside his mouth and they don't even say concussion during the broadcast yeah, right. and and then he's back with the robocop shield and it's like oh wait a minute light sensitivity is one of the oh, but they still don't mention concussion and it's like we all just kind of look the other way we can't do that if we if we truly care about health and safety we have you. to be vigilant about you. it yeah but it is what it is. They take yeah. him in the blue tent. He wants back in. It's a playoff game. He's back in. They don't want to take him to the locker room for 15 minutes because then you put the backup in. I don't even know who that. Oh, it would have been. It would have been. It would have been Carson Wentz yeah. versus Jared Goff. Yeah, right. Well, how about That's that? Hilarious, right? But but it, so it, you know it is what it is. And the guys, I, I hate to say this, they know what they signed up for. But if we're gonna act like we care. You can't just selectively care. Well, it's consistency. Care. I think that's you what you're talking about. You can't selectively care. That, that, that's, that's what everybody kind of, you know, we see. In the, in the playoffs, the refs seem to all of a sudden swallow the flags a little bit. Uh, and that's fine. But I think, I think what we're saying is just we wish it was like that in the regular season. Either way, Stafford hanging in there, right? Uh, I, I don't know what he hurt there. It was the ribs, the shoulder. I couldn't quite tell. He hit the ground so hard. You know, I could certainly see like, yeah, your 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 chest cage and all that hit the ground so hard that you maybe go, oh my gosh, did I pull a rib muscle? Did I break a rib? Whatever. Phenomenal year by him. Incredible performance in the football game. You know, Kyron Williams, the run game didn't quite work to the capacity I think they wanted to. I don't think you know the fact that their defense couldn't slow down the lines in the first half. I think forced them into a, maybe throwing the ball a little bit more than they wanted to in this football game. But man, I mean, how many big time throws did he make? Incredible. And then Puka Nakua on top of that is special, right? So the Rams should feel really good about where they are going in the future. It's the first time in what, Mike, three years they're going to have money to spend in free agency, right? And they got some young talent. You talk about the trio they got of Stafford, Nakua, 
and Kyron Williams at running back, and you go, whoa, and they got a young offensive line and some pieces on the defensive side, the future is bright for the Rams to really be j- jump back on the seam in a big, uh, in a big way and, in 2024. And, and look, I know some of the same folks with the Rams organization who said they weren't going to move from St. Louis also told us that they weren't moving on from Matthew Stafford. That's baloney. They would have loved to have moved on from Matthew Stafford this past offseason. They didn't see a future there. They didn't see a path to being contenders while Matthew Stafford was still oh, playing. right. And they wanted to avoid another, it was like $59 million that became yeah. fully guaranteed as of March 17th. Good thing that didn't they, happen. They were hoping that the Jets weren't going to get Aaron Rodgers right. and the Jets would pick up the phone and they Matthew call. Stafford right. would have gone to New York right. and then we wouldn't have seen the game we saw last night. We wouldn't have seen Stafford back in Detroit last night. If they night. have an offensive line and run the ball and he doesn't get the crap beat out of him like he has the last few years before this, Matthew Stafford is still awesome, and for what they're paying him and the level of play you got, he's a bargain. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in football. He's one of the best arms in football and got a lot of years in front of him as long as they can keep him healthy. And I think they have done some things there to to be able to solidify that. It's it's As we talked about, it's the best offensive line Matthew Stafford's had since he's been with the Rams. Their ability to run the ball. And then, of course, we know McVay's ability to draw up plays down the field. Puka Nakua playing Cooper Cup off of him. And the explosive plays they can make on that side of the ball. Uh, I think the future is bright for Stafford and the Rams there. There was actually some stuff I caught wind of where people thought they were hoping he would retire before this year. Mm. They're just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go out there and get the right. crap beat out of me again right. and they're like well maybe he'll retire next year now you got to be thinking hey we don't want this guy to retire we want this guy to stick around stick Definitely. around let's I mean, go we got at, something look here. at some of these th- are oh, you so- kidding me <laughs> with that throw right there <laughs> and then it's no look sidearm like unbelievable he's rolling dice there he throws it from below his knee are you, i mean it's insane it really is it's the throws he made last night he made about three or four no look throws that he does it so much and so easily People don't even recognize it. The, that throw. the one to two to Atwell is great because he double clutches. Yes, and then he throws it in the keyhole. Yeah, exactly. And right. I thought it was picked off. Uh-huh, right. I, I, I how in the hell did he even get that? What to did him? I say? I was like, holy crap! He's just gonna <laughs> walk it into the keyhole all night. Because you're right. He he double clutched it and then went. I can still get it in there. He yeah. he saw it and went, whoa, that's tight. But oh, I see a little bit of a room to get it in there. Boom, and he threw it in. He's just an incredible talent throwing the football. And uh, that was awesome to watch. I'm sure he's sad today. But as we said, uh, I think this one was way more personal to Jared Goff than it was Matthew Stafford. This was like a cool homecoming for him. Jared Goff wanted to shove it up Sean McVay, you know what, in the Rams and, and show them what he's got. And the future is far brighter for the Rams, and we would have thought Puka Nakua has been yeah. great. They got Kobe Toner on defense. Oh, definitely, he they could got be some... the defensive rookie of the year right. by the time it's right. all said and done. So they have reason to be very optimistic about the future. Puka, I mean, when he catches this ball, he has to wait for a little bit. I'm thinking he's not going to score, is he? And he just muscles his way in. It's Speed, incredible strength, body control. Right, I think that's the thing that surprised me the most about Puka Nakua this year. You saw some of the strength and physicality coming out of BYU. The speed and the explosiveness, the ability to run away from people. Didn't see that a lot in college, and man, he is hands down, and and I've kind of said this on my podcast, Mike, a few times over the last month and a half. He's the number one target for the Rams. When you watch them, the majority of their pass plays are Puka Nakua is the first read and Cooper Cup's the second read. I think he's taken that role from Cooper Cup and, you know, is going to ride it into the future. Incredible, and great kid. Talk to him. 
at one point this Humble year. As hell, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that that humility is going to be tested after all the praise he's going to be getting when people realize what a special rookie season he had. And it could have been even more special because, you know, they could have won the game last night. He could have had one big catch or two that might have made a difference. And there was a third and 14 play where he did everything he could to catch it. Game on the line, getting late, 420 yep. left. Yeah, this is another moment. I and, was, and this, is... this, you know, they, they, they're, keeping the, they're keeping the flags yeah. down in the pocket. Watch for the jersey pull. Watch for the jersey pool. No, they definitely get a call DPI. I think they could also call you know, there's a chance they thought they may even call necessary roughness. Oh, the blow to the head of the yeah. uh, of the defenseless receiver yeah. coming in there with the elbow to the head. But, you know, I, we see jersey pools from time to time, and sometimes they'll say, well, it still didn't restrict him. And I don't know that it restricted him, but still, we've seen in, in high-profile moments, Chris – yeah, I, I know all those people Super out Bowl, there. Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Yeah, we saw a jersey pool. Yeah. For those we people that think it doesn't affect you, I just want to go. You're crazy. Well, like if, if we you go if, out there on a field, it's with enough me right that now, it stretches the jersey. Exactly. Tight. Like if we go out in the field right now and you let me hold your shirt all the time and do that, you're gonna have a hard time separating. See I, this one again. This was the one that was very controversial at the end of the Super Bowl. There was a jersey pool by James Bradbury of Juju Smith Schuster, and it was called. And how is that? Look at this. Watch the pool. Watch the pool. It was and, a poll before much. that already yeah. when he came out. But, this but is the, the second But the point poll. is, the point yeah. is, they call that, and they don't call the one we saw last night. The one we saw last night was more egregious. I, I, I hear you. What, what the Lions did on the defensive side of the ball last night that I think was different, right, is they play a lot of zone. You've heard me all year ago. They're not good against. They're not good man-to-man team, right? They don't have the corners to do that. They play zone. Last night, it looked like they went, wait, we can't play zone. He's going to pick us apart. Yeah, they might get open against man-to-man, but we'll be aggressive and we'll pull and see if how the game's called. And that was one thing that definitely jumped out to me as I watched the game is that Force Detroit, the flag. they were forcing Force them. They the certainly, flag. there was a lot of plays where I went, oh, they're playing man and they're going, we're going to kind of have some sticky hands and we're going to call the bluff on the, the, the refs and see if they'll actually throw the flag there. And I thought that was one of the change-ups of the football game. Uh, you know, and, and most of the highlights we showed there of Stafford throwing the football, it was against man-to-man coverage. And, and of course, he was having success because the, the lines are not super talented in the back end. Tight end Tyler Higby reportedly has a torn ACL. Uh, Kirby Joseph yeah, coming yeah. in hot, just like he did to TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be... There's got to be a balance here between being obsessive about avoiding guys getting hit in the head and letting guys you know, come in low like a torpedo and take those knees out. How do you avoid blowing out your knee when a guy can cleanly and legally come in like this? I can't even I'm not I saying, knew it right away. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I knew it right away. Yeah. Um, you know, it's clean. Is it? It's legal. Can it be legal and dirty? I remember back when they first started – Finding players for the hits to the head of defenseless receivers. And we heard stories like Larry Fitzgerald was telling defensive yeah. backs, if you hit me high and you get fined, I'll pay your fine. Right. Just don't hit me low. Yeah. I don't want to be hit low. Rodney Harrison has said that, guys. We'd rather be hit high than low. You recover from a concussion much more quickly than you recover from a torn ACL. A concussion isn't, one concussion isn't going to end your career potentially. Yeah. One torn ACL can, can end it. Can. Can end it. Can change it drastically. And, exactly right. And, and I'm just. I'm, I'd like to think, and I know you're talking about a big guy, and that's one of the reasons why they allow hits below the waist in football. There's only one way for a small guy to get a big guy down. You hit him low. But, but he's not but looking just, there. Yeah, it's just he's in a defenseless position where it's not a dirty play, 
but most defenders would tell you they don't even want to do that, and they're going to aim for the guy's belly or chest. Aim for the waist. Exactly. Aim for the waist. That's what. Are, that's what more. You know. So I don't, I'm not mad at Kirby Joseph, and I think a lot of the things that you're saying, it's a big guy. Oh no, I want to go low and just get him down. But you know, I I do think there's defenders, and of course, offensive players want no part of that. But there's defenders in football that know, man, I I don't want to do that to the offensive guy. I don't want to hear his knee pop as I hit him. I don't. So I'm going to aim for his chest or his belly button and make him pay that way. And that's certainly what I wish that Kirby Joseph would have done there instead of attacking the knee joint in a spot where you go, man, if you hit that there and his foot is in the ground at all, he's done for the year. It's over. Done. And that's that's unfortunate. And I think Matthew Stafford, after the play, was trying to tell him that a little bit. Oh, yeah. They were going face-to-face a little. Yeah. He's going, hey, I saw you did that a few weeks ago on film. How many people are you going to hurt this year? Like, I'm sure it was something like, like that that he said to Kirby Joseph. One more thing real quickly before we break. Let's hear from Sean McVay. He... He has rediscovered his passion for coaching. Mm. It was shaky last year, to say the least. Here he is talking about on how proud he is of this edition of the Rams that got as far as it did. I'm so proud of this football team. And, um, you know, the, the finality of it is still kind of – it doesn't totally resonate. Um, but, man, did I learn a lot and really appreciate this group. You know, they uh, – they helped me find my way again and, and how much I love this and love the people that I'm around. And, and it certainly is always about people. It's these players, these coaches. But I think the further that you get away from the raw emotions of it, the more appreciation they'll have for what they did. Um, and I think there's a lot of things that we can build on, but you got to do it. You know, it's, you know, as we know, and this group is an example of it, the preseason stuff doesn't mean Hey, look, he kind of hinted at it there. They helped him find his way again. We both heard it, and, and, and it, it just because he didn't leave doesn't mean he wasn't thinking about leaving. No, it's right, just exactly strange how right. people are like, oh, you were wrong to say he was thinking about leaving because he didn't leave. It's like, pay attention. We said he was thinking about it. We didn't say he was going to. He was thinking about it. And there was a point where if he could have gotten a seat at one of the major networks for $20 million a year to call a game, he would have been gone. And he missed his window the year before, and there was regret about that. And, and there was some serious consideration given by him to leaving. And yeah. I, he's glad he didn't. He's rediscovered his love for it. And now, you know, when it felt like the arrow was pointing straight down, now it feels like the arrow's pointing up. It's a lot easier to fall in love with it when you think you got a pretty good team. Definitely, right? And you know, now they know they got some, some you know, money to play with and some assets to play with here and a first-round pick for the first time in a while to where they go, well, yeah, I mean, we made a significant jump this year. We can go even farther next year with a little money spending and free agency. And, of course, they kill it in the draft almost every year. The Rams are the Rams because of their ability to draft. I know there was all the top-end trades and all that, but damn, the rest of the team was homegrown third and fourth and fifth-round picks, and they've done that once again here. Now they fill it in with you know a few more superstars on defense, right? That's what they're missing. And maybe you know they get another wide receiver or big playmaker on the offensive side of the ball, and you start to go, whoa, whoa, they got a pass rusher in free agency. They got a receiver. They drafted a few guys. Ooh, they got a corner two uh-oh the rams are loaded again watch out in the nfc west and I, I think they're on the cusp of doing that all right we take a break when we return the nfc north went two and oh yesterday because the packers went into dallas and how about them cowboys and what does it mean moving forward for jerry jones and his football team we'll discuss that next year on pft live the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.